perfect podcast. Go elsewhere. You come you come to us for the truth and for just the the griminess and love of college football. Welcome back to the Beer Bottle QB's podcast for the first time ever. I am live from my couch because the puppy got spayed this week, so not allowed to leave her side. It's uh you know, it's one of those things, but we're working through it, Beer Bottle QB's. We never miss a week, so let's go. Except for two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, except for two weeks ago. But that you know, that was one of kind of Rare. the beer world communities are committed, committed to our fans. All right, Siege, let's dive in. Absolutely wild week of college football last week. I think we have to start where everyone is thinking about the craziest game of last week, which there were a ton of crazy games. Alabama, Texas AM, Kyle Field went crazy. It was the upset of the year so far. Absolutely no doubt about it. I want to hear your thoughts on this game. Definitely the upset of the year so far. I mean, nobody thought AM had a chance in this game after their recent performances. I didn't. I loaded up on Bama. Lost that. Um, that wasn't even close. <laughs> so lost that. Yeah. But I mean, it, it was shocking because AM's looked like garbage the whole season, to be honest. And then they come out and they yeah. beat what people thought was the best team in the nation. Now, I don't think Alabama is the best team in the nation, but we can get into that a little bit later. But Blake, I mean, crazy game. Absolutely crazy game. I mean, A&M came out, played their ass off, and Jimbo earned his stripes as being the first former Nick Saban assistant to hand Nick Saban a loss. 24-0, now 24-1. Absolutely crazy nuts. stat. This feels like, yeah, I mean, Obviously, Texas A&M won the ball game. They went out, they outplayed him. Alabama made a lot of mistakes. But this feels like one of those years where young quarterback for Alabama and they have a fluky loss. That's what it feels like to me. I think they're going to come out for the rest of the season and still be a very, very good football team and probably still make the playoff. But yeah, I, at this point, you do have to give the edge to Georgia. They absolutely deserve to be the number one team in the nation. But I do think this is one of those years where Alabama has a fluky loss, comes out firing, and, and absolutely you know, goes forward and has an awesome year. But there is one problem with that, and that's the fact that Nick Saban has maybe made his worst rehabilitation hire ever of Bill O'Brien because as Texans fans, both of us, he's an absolutely horrible coach. And and maybe this could be the downfall of Saban hiring that bum ass Bill O'Brien as his offensive coordinator. Boring. Exactly what it was when he was the Texans coach. Just boring. Other than Deshaun Watson, yeah. you know, our, I mean, he's canceled now, but Deshaun Watson would make yeah. <laughs> plays with his legs. I mean, the, the offense was electric, but other than that, like, the Texans were never good with Bill O'Brien. So yeah. I don't know why people thought he would be amazing. It's because Saban is, you know, some, you know, amazing healer for these coaches. But he is. He is. But it's not working. It's not working so far. I mean, up until this game, I think you could say it was worth They still scored 38 points. But, yeah, I mean, I hate Bill O'Brien. I think I don't know anyone who likes Bill O'Brien. And it's just, yeah, it's. Maybe maybe he's going to ruin Bryce Young. Like, if there's anyone that can do it, ruin great players, it's Bill O'Brien. So maybe Saban has met his his kind of Rasputin, uh, <laughs> so to say, in, and, and he's just bringing all the bad ideas that leads to the, the fall of an empire. But enough on history. Let's dive into some of the other crazy games. Let's go to the Big Ten, the, the matchup we talked about, Iowa versus Penn State. Absolutely ugly, disgusting Ben 10 football game. But 
the Iowa Hawkeyes came through and won the game at the end. So I absolutely love That's it. exactly what we knew was going to happen. We said it last time yeah. on this podcast. We said yeah. they're going to punt. It's going to be disgusting. But Iowa's going to find a way to win, and they did. It, it, it was unfortunate that Penn State's QB got knocked out because Penn State was looking pretty yeah. good with him. Iowa's offense, we knew what they were. They are very boring. They'll score a couple touchdowns and that's about it. You know, they're not electric, but they play sound football. It was, it was a good game because both those teams are really good on defense and extremely average to possibly below average without Sean Clifford. That that's just what they are. That's big 10 football for you. Amazing defense. Terrible offense. Yeah. And, and Sean Clifford's not even a good quarterback. He just played well for a couple of drives. Yeah. So I think, honestly, even if he stays in, I think Iowa's defense would have figured him out, and they would have ended up putting the plug into him and, and having a similar game than what happened with the backup quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, Iowa survive in advance. That's all you got to do if you're Iowa. They have a great defense. They can lean on that defense all year, and, and we'll see what happens. I really like that Iowa was able to pull this game out at home, though, and shows that they really are a, a big-game player and a big-game contender. I don't see another loss on the schedule for Iowa until the Big Ten champions. Hard. It, it's really hard to see another loss. I don't know if they – I. I assume they don't play Michigan this year, so they'd have to play them in the Big Ten Championship. But, yeah, it's hard to see another loss on their schedule at the moment. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I I mean, I lost that bet, too, but I bet on them. (laughs) (laughs) No, I won that one. Go Hawkeye. I won that one. There we go. I won that one. There we go. That's what I like to see. (laughs) Let's go. Perfect. Uh, Well, let's move on to another absolutely crazy game. The Red River Shootout, Red River Rivalry, whichever one you want to call it. Oklahoma versus Texas. Texas came out hot, and I thought they were going to win this game by 50 points. Oklahoma with Spencer Rattler looked absolutely like a football team that didn't deserve to be on the field with Texas. Made myself as a TCU fan start feeling a lot better about our loss to Texas. And then all of a sudden, true freshman Caleb Williams comes in and completely flips the script. Absolutely insane comeback. The guy was throwing bombs. Yep. Bombs, big runs. He was doing everything. Caleb Williams might be the real deal. He's obviously going to – we'll dive into a little bit of the OU stuff right after this, but I want to hear your general thoughts of this game and if you thought the same, that that Texas is going to win by 50 points before the comeback. Oh, I thought it was going to be like 62 to 14 after the final. I thought it was a blowout, and we were even texting about this. I was like, man – Maybe Texas is just actually really yeah. good this year, and TCU's yeah. actually you know not that bad because we didn't yeah. get beat by you know fifty. But then they just let it go. I don't know. They just stop making the plays and just completely stop playing defense against Caleb Williams. But like yeah. Spencer Rattler was horrible. This Caleb Williams looked like the vintage OU quarterbacks that we've seen in the past. I mean, shoot, 10 years almost at this point. So, I mean, maybe Lincoln Riley Riley found the guy to operate his offense because Spencer Rattler was not doing that. The rumors have been flying this week as whether Spencer Rattler is still on the team, whether he's hit the transfer portal. All over social media, you have OU kids typing it into the registry, Spencer Rattler, to see if he's still in school. And he wasn't in there, but people are saying it might have been a fluke. But I absolutely... 
absolutely think it's wild that anyone would think that Spencer Rattler would be in the conversation to start next week. Caleb Williams is obviously the guy. And that's why it's so funny that Lincoln Riley is being so suspect about it and and quashed basically all media access after a student reporter got the binoculars out and saw that Caleb Williams was taking first string stabs. No shit. I don't know why Lincoln Riley's trying to hide had the, yeah. one of the largest comebacks in the Red Ripple rivalry uh, of all time. Like, of course he's yeah, going to start a, next week. Yeah. There was an absolutely 0% chance he was not going to start. So I don't understand why Lincoln Riley thinks he's being sly or whatever or doesn't want to take it out. Spencer Rattler, he may stay on the, the squad this week. By the end of the year, he's gone. He's out of there. Unless Caleb Williams somehow has a, a you know a sophomore slump in his second game and just goes out there and plays like a true freshman. There's it's just it's so funny and it makes me it makes me wonder about Lincoln Riley as a as a head coach. I've been kind of off and on on him all the time. Really, a move like this and being so weird with the media, like it's not not the head coach of Oklahoma. No. Barry Switzer never would have done that. Bob Stoops, they both would have been like, yeah, Caleb Williams are our starting. Saban team. doesn't even do this shit. Like, like no. Saban will come out and be like, yeah, Tua's going to start. And, like, in the second half, Tua, Tua yeah. started. Like, yeah, we're going to make a change. Yeah. Like, tell, it's You're not hiding anything. We just watched a kid go out there, light up Texas, and bring OU back from the brink of dead. And now you're telling me, oh, yeah. Spencer Rattler has a chance to start? Shut up, Lincoln. That's stupid. Yeah. It's it's wild. And then, I mean, like, the OU student section has been calling for Caleb Williams all year. They finally got him, and he did what he did. So it's it's unbelievable to even consider starting Spencer Rattler. I'm on kind of the time that team that Spencer Rattler didn't really play that bad, but he didn't play good. Like, he didn't play good. No, he didn't and play so, like an like, Oklahoma I mean, was, quarterback, like what we're used to. Exactly. And he hasn't been playing like it all year. I think some of it may have to do with play calling, though. I think – I think that Lincoln and the offensive coordinator there, I think Lincoln calls the plays still. Well, I think he, but one thing for some reason, at. I think he called the plays weird with Spencer Rattler. One thing to look at, though, is when Caleb Williams came in, the play calling was different. But then in the at the end yeah. of the fourth quarter, they started settling back down and let Texas back in. Yeah. I mean, if you think it's about it, because OU had a run, uh, they busted a 50 yarder to, to win the game. Without that, they had a few. Yeah. Williams was really uh, good, but they were still very close to losing. Yeah, of course. I mean, Texas scored a couple times in the second half. They needed at least one more touchdown, as we can see by the score. But yeah, it's a weird situation in Oklahoma. We're going to see what happens going in next week. Frogs. In Oklahoma, true freshman quarterback, it all should stack up to be a very interesting game. But we'll talk more about that later. Let's keep going down the slate. Michigan and Nebraska. I was flipping between the Frogs game this, so I didn't get to see like kind of the full picture. But Michigan sneaking it out against the the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I believe it was a last-second field goal or at least something close to that. What are your thoughts on this? Is this a time for Michigan fans to get worried, or is this survive in advance time? All that matters is the W. I think this is survive in advance. Nebraska was hyped up for that game. It was a night game against Michigan at home. Yep. Nebraska seniors were all ready to go. They came out firing. Michigan didn't look as good as they've looked in the past couple of weeks, but I honestly think this was a survive in advance. Go into a hostile territory. 
win the game and move on. This is a game that the yeah. past four years Harbaugh would have lost by about 10. And then we'd all be like, Michigan's done. Bury him. It's over. It's another Harbaugh year. He actually won this time. So I'm going to give Michigan a lot of credit for this. I think it was a survive in advance. Love it. Love it. Love the Wolverines. The Big Ten is stacking up nicely to not potentially not have Ohio State in the mix at the end of the year. I mean, obviously, Ohio State has somewhat hit their stride, winning huge against Maryland. But I do still like the chance of Michigan beating them and not having Ohio State in the conversation for the playoffs, Maryland's which would defense, be though, Blake, is a nightmare. They're bad. Iowa put They're really 50 bad. Yeah. on them. And we know Iowa has an extremely average defense or offense. Yeah. I mean, Maryland, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're bad on defense. Yeah, their defense is atrocious. All right, Seeds, let's go down. First beat on a bet I've ever had in my entire oh. life. Arkansas, Ole Miss. Ole Miss scored the touchdown to go up seven points. Spread was six and a half. think we have it. Arkansas goes down. Literally has if what feels like 15 plays on the goal line to end the game. Thought the game was over on the one play. I should have been. All of a sudden, they get another play, and then good lord, we're 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 in a place where we just lost the freaking. I almost cried after this happened. I lo- I loaded awful. up on this game as well, and oh, I was like, oh, we're good. We are so good, it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah we had it. <laughs> we had it, and then uh, I was, like, watching the game, and as they're driving down, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? And then <laughs> all, all of the plays on the goal line, and then clock operator, it's at Ole Miss. Just <laughs> yeah. run out the clock, make them review it. <laughs> make them yeah. review it. Yeah, put exactly. a second back on. I, I mean, like, what are they how doing? do you operate the clock at Ole Miss and let, not let that run out? Like you're not a fan of Ole Miss at that point. You let that clock Insane. run out. Yeah. That's college football. You let that clock run out. <laughs> that should have read 0.0, game over, Lane Kiffin wins, and the beer bottle QBs cover. But, you know, at least Ole Miss still won the game, so I'll give them that. But, yeah, that was just it was absolutely brutal. This this weekend was – I was about ready to go 9-0 and on my, my pick and picks. And then Texas – the Texas touchdown – when they let him go 50 instead of let, making him kick the field goal, the the freaking old Miss game, and then I can't remember the other one, but there was one other one that was a absolutely brutal last-second beat, and so it just atrocious. Still did well, but 9-0 would have been feeling real good. That would have been great. Great week. It would have been great. It would have been a great week. All right, Seeds, let's move down the list. We'll just briefly cover this one. Notre Dame survived Virginia Tech. I thought Virginia Tech was going to pull this out, but they just didn't have enough gas at the end. I don't know if we need to say any more than that. We still think Notre Dame stinks. I don't think either. I think both of these teams are extremely average. Yeah, It was fine. I hope Fuente keeps his job because he's a good guy, but that's it. Yep, completely fair. So let's keep moving down. Kentucky has come out of nowhere to be a legitimate contender. They beat the shit out of LSU. And Mike Stoops is back. Is He's in the running for, for the best Stoops coach of all time. I'm just going to throw that out there. Because he's doing all this at Kentucky. <laughs> he's doing it at Kentucky. I mean, Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. Mike Stoops is at Kentucky. So 
A little bit crazy. If he can somehow win an SEC championship at Kentucky, I will get on that train. I will get on that train. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. He has a really tough one this week, but I didn't even know Kentucky was like 4-0 until they had the crazy game against – was that Florida that they beat on that last Florida, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then they come out, they just trash LSU. I'm all all aboard on Kentucky. Like, if they go undefeated, I'm I'm buying some blue and I'm rooting for them to win the national. I love it. I'm just saying that now. I will be a bandwagon. Oh, same. Kentucky fan until I die. So – that's awesome. Love Kentucky. They have a huge game this week against Georgia that we'll talk about later. So, you know, you never know. Go Wildcats. Crazy. Last so, game so about that about. game, Blake, real quick, just a wild bet that they have. Yeah, let's hear it. They have total team points, Kentucky at nine and a half. Oh, nine really? and a half. Total, total team points. Oh, that's crazy. Crazy bet. I would hammer crazy that. Crazy bet. I mean, Kentucky, I think Kentucky's way better than Auburn. Obviously, Georgia's really good, but. I, ooh, I mean that's I crazy. Like, nine and a half. I kind of like bringing that's the house a that's on a that. touchdown. That's one single touchdown, and then yeah. you are basically shitting your pants the rest of the game. <laughs> like they can't they yeah, can't cross yeah. the forty. They're the opponent's yeah. forty. I I've got some bets on my my sheet for for the second half of this episode. Kentucky's name on it. So let's talk about our last game of the week, and then we'll move into. To something a little new for you guys. The beer bottle QBs, we're always innovating, changing it up. But first, we got to talk about the TCU Horn Frogs and a ginormous oh, yeah. win against Texas Tech. It actually, the score played out exactly like we'll have to outscore them 50 31. I didn't quite think it would be so dominant because we absolutely dominated the first half. I don't also didn't think we'd run for a thousand yards. That was in, wild. In a single game. That was insane. So, I want to hear your thoughts. Are you backing on oh, the frogs or I what? I mean, after that performance, I'm right back in. I mean, I never yeah, left, yeah. but I, I was, I was on the, I was like, this team may stink. Hey, we're not yeah. that bad. We may not be the elite, be okay. but we're going to be fine. We dominated Tech. They scored in garbage time to, to get to 30. Like, if we were playing, is if Gary was going, you know, pedal to the metal, all gas, We they would have scored in yeah. the 20s, and we would have won by 50. We kind of parked the bus Absolutely. there in the fourth quarter. Yep. I loved it. I love when a TCU team can do that and just go out and absolutely dominate a team and make them look stupid for the first half and then just kind of let them, you know, just kind of cruise to win in the second half. Don't get anybody too injured and let's keep cruising. I loved every second of that. I wish that's how every TCU game went. I agree. And it was also great to see Zach Evans get the ball, Kendra Miller get the ball, and we just – Dug and threw the ball like 10 times. I was looking at yeah. the stats. We absolutely just manhandled them on offense. So the fact that we did that with all running, scored, put up 50 points, was awesome to see. The defense played really well in the first half and then had a couple things in the second half, obviously, you want to work on. But all in all, I think the defense looked significantly better than to get against Texas. I think going into OU, this is absolutely the best thing we could have ever wanted, playing that way at night at Tech. I think I do think that Tech did us a favor by wearing those ugly oh, those uniforms. Are horrible. I think it's if hideous. they were, 
I think they, if they were in their normal uniforms, maybe they would have played a little better. I mean, they looked uh, like a high school team. That was disgusting. They were were awful. They were some of the worst uniforms I've ever seen. If I was being recruited by Tech and I saw them wear that, I'd be like, I'm not going to school there. (laughs) It was bad. Like, the throwback uniforms are are kind of bad in their own right, but then the great pants was disgusting. I mean, it's classic Under Armour just messing up something that could be cool. Let's get into the second half. I just want to add one thing about Duggan is. Yeah, he it. did what was asked of him in that game to win the game. Absolutely. And we were throwing the ball more the first couple drives until we were like, oh, if we just run the ball, like we'll yeah. beat them by a million. And, you know, in the first yeah. couple drives, Duggan did look good. He was eight out of 10 with no picks. I mean, what can you ask? I'm good. Let's move on. Yeah. We've got great yeah, momentum absolutely. rolling into OU. I love it. I mean, we, we didn't have to pull any tricks out of the bag, so all the trick plays that Meacham has been saving, we can use. It's it's going to be good. I like it. I like it a lot. So let's get into the second half of the episode. CJ had a, had a great idea, and we're going to do something different on our forward-looking week. So we're going to try something new. We're going to make it a completely new episode. So this is the end of episode one. Everyone, if you want to hear our new content, Tune into the next episode. It's on your feed right now. Basically a double release this week. In future weeks, it may be a little different, but tune in right now. Love it. Perfect podcast. Go elsewhere. You come You come to us for the truth and for just the, the griminess and love of college football.